Hey, hey, welcome, welcome, everybody. Come on down, sit your butt down, and listen to what I have to say. I'm going to talk about optionality. I start off talking, doing a little bit of a rehash of a previous pod about Taleb, volatility, and all that. Um, But really what this pod is about is a better understanding, my opinion about debt, um, why why I may or may not agree with Nassim Taleb or Grant Cardone or Gary Vee on debt. Should you use debt for productive businesses? Maybe. Should you use it for consumer purchases? Maybe. Take a listen. You'll hear what I got to say. Um, and check out Anti-Fragile by Nassim Taleb if you haven't already. All right, guys. So previously, I made a post, a uh, podcast about the different ways that people look at debt, such as Nassim Taleb, Gary Vaynerchuk, and Grant Cardone. Um, Nassim Taleb and Gary Vaynerchuk are in a more similar category in that they are not fans of debt. Um, Nassim Taleb, there was an article I read that uh, he purports to um, not, I don't think he uses credit cards. Everything he's bought, like his houses and everything, he bought with the money he had. He didn't borrow money for a house. And so I thought, um, you know, oh, and his stance on debt is that debt is fragile and that generally speaking, like it's not a good idea. I haven't, I don't, I have never read Nassim Taleb say that no one should ever use debt. But I've never seen him on Twitter or in articles or in his books ever to use uh, debt favorably. Um, as in, like, I've never read him. I've never read him or heard him articulate that somebody should um, that somebody should actually use debt in like a in a more productive way. Because real quick. There are kind of two ways that I've seen in the business world to look at debt. People tend to look at debt as like productive or non-productive. And a productive type of debt would be, you know, taking out a business loan to increase inventory so you can, you know, sell what you need to sell. You know, say that you um, uh, sell computers and you want to make sure you have plenty of inventory for the demand you know, you but but you may not have enough cash on hand, or you don't want to use your savings. You might go ahead and use a business line of credit to purchase computers in anticipation of uh, your sales demand. So that would be an example of what people would consider like productive debt. Another one might be um, you borrow money to build a factory, or you borrow money to um, manufacture parts for something that you're making. Uh, you borrow money for real estate, uh, stuff like that. People, generally speaking, those are considered more productive forms. Now, some people will debate certain areas of real estate. Just depends on what you're doing. Is that your business? Do you, you know, like, is that your area of expertise? Is that what you work in? Or are you just a flipper and you don't have no idea what the fuck you're doing? The other side of debt, which um, most of us understand the most, is consumer debt. So, oh, I need to buy a car. Um, I use my credit cards to buy everything. And I find that, I'm not talking about myself, but 
if you use your credit cards to buy everything and you find that you're actually spending more money than you make every year, um, that is like a really bad use of consumer credit. Um, you know, using your credit card to buy things you can't afford, uh, maybe bar- buying luxury goods on credit, buying, you know, some people would say buying a house. Some people would not say that because, you know, you're investing in property over time. But, you know, it just depends on what's going on. So um, here is my position on it. Yesterday, I was up at my grandparents and I was helping them out in their in, on their land. And I was just thinking about my previous podcast about volatility and um, being fragile. And I was thinking about how um, when I talked about volatility, I related it to basically your diet, right? Like if your diet never has any volatility, right? So if you always have your three meals a day and you always eat till like, you know, capacity or whatever, then you're less able to deal with shocks, which would be like, um, having not enough food for a day or two or you know things like that where you might miss certain elements of your diet that you want or you know you just don't get to eat entirely because of maybe some shock to the food supply you're not able to handle those um, as well and society our society is filled with these kinds of um, schedules where we just don't have volatility in our lives and we're not able to deal with volatility well Um, At least not now, even though our bodies are built for volatility. Um, And so Taleb also, I believe that it's this uncertainty, this volatility that he talks about with hormesis, which in his book, Anti-Fragile, he talks about lifting weights, how why he prefers to use free weights instead of um, machines, because the machines take the volatility out of lifting. They provide exactly the motion you need to do so your body doesn't have to deal with um, dealing with, fic- with correcting itself, right? So when you're on a machine or when you – depending on if you're lifting, uh, if you don't lift heavy weights and you do a lot of machine work, the idea is, is that your body gets accustomed to um, a very prescribed set of motions. And your body basically gets on a schedule of how it's going to move. But it's just following a preset groove by the machine. The machine is not going to allow you to um, hurt yourself to, I mean, you know, you, you could probably hurt yourself in a number of ways on machines. But the idea is, is that on a machine, your body doesn't have to correct for your mistakes. And so you can do workouts a day after day after day, you know, maybe building muscle to set and the other, but your body isn't dealing with uh, potential negative consequences of doing something incorrectly or not working out correctly or not properly training your body. Um, you know, and so when you lift with free weights and you lift heavy weights, your body is having to constantly, constantly, you have to work very hard to overcome the potential threat of injuring yourself. So you have to do things right and you have to focus and concentrate. And when you do that, you will get stronger and you will be, your body will be more prepared for heavy loads. Now, I'm not an expert in that, but that's not exactly what I wanted to talk about. What I wanted to talk about was an idea that hit me about debt. So yesterday it occurred to me why I would prefer Nassim Taleb's approach to debt over Grant Cardone's. 
and it has to do with optionality. So stay tuned. We're going to run some sponsors. So optionality is pretty simple. It's basically, you know, having options, um, being able to make decisions. So a lot of times optionality, I think the way Nassim Taleb refers to it or in like fooled by randomness is actually using options um, where you can, you know, where you're not in a position where you could lose everything. You can make a lot of money. You'll lose a little bit of money, but, um, you know, you aren't stuck in a position that's going to run you into the ground and bankrupt you. Uh, he also talks about optionality, I believe, when it comes to debt and credit. And the idea is, um, one, he talks about how debt makes you, I, from what I've read, I'm going to do some paraphrasing here and summarizing of some points, that when you have debt, you are more fragile to external shocks, to shocks to your income, right? So you know, even if you just own a mortgage, if you have a mortgage, that means you can't afford your home. You owe, maybe you have a $400,000 house. You're making payments all the time for the house. And that makes you fragile to shocks to your income. So if you hate your job or if you lose your job or if you get a pay cut, something like that, then you are in a much, um, you are in a much less stable position than if you did not owe any money, Right. And not saying that you, if you already own the house, own the property, that's one thing. But if you're paying a mortgage, you don't own the house. And so you owe maybe three, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000, maybe more depending on what city you live in. And maybe you have a car note. So you have all of these things that you have to keep paying if you want to live there, if you want to keep and maintain your lifestyle. So your lifestyle is fragile to... Um, shocks to your income. Whereas if you have no debt and you have money saved and you lose your job, then you would be able to continue your lifestyle with much less of a threat to, um, with less of an immediate threat to your life, to your lifestyle. Okay. Now with debt, why I would go with Taleb over Cardone because I have been – so I went to Taiwan and after coming back, I decided that I'm going to move there next year for you know a little while, probably at least for a few months and maybe for longer. Now, one reason I can do that and I decided to do that is because I've been paying – I almost have no debt. I do owe some student loans. I'm about to be done with my car loan, but that will be all the debt that I owe. And I only owe a few thousand dollars of student loan debt. But my savings is enough to pay for that if I ever had to do it. Now, here's the situation. is I realized that the freedom that I have is a feeling that I have not felt um, ever, pro- since maybe I was a kid. And not even a kid, but like maybe 18, 19 years old. You know, when you're in college... And you just feel like you can do whatever you want. Like when you feel like the world is your oyster. I, even though I'm 27, going to be 28 soon. Now that I'm about to, I'm about to pay off my debts, knock on wood. um, I'm starting to feel that same feeling. Except even more empowered because now I'm making more money. 
I have money saved up, whereas in college I had no money and was in going into debt actively. So now that I'm on the opposite end of that or coming on the opposite end of that, I realized how powerful it is to not have debt. Even if you're trying to start your own business, even if you're trying to save, because here's what I've realized. Uh, Taleb, one of the themes of Taleb in Anti-Fragile, and I think reading, just reading the Bed of Procrustes quotes, reading, uh, you know, Fooled by Randomness, Anti-Fragile, all that, is to me, uh, one of the through lines of that is the is freedom. It's it's freedom. He talks about employment being slavery, school being, you know, prepping you to be a bureaucrat or a slave, you know, all the these negative things about employment and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, some of the negative aspects of society. And it's all about losing your freedom, giving up your freedoms, right? Giving up your financial freedoms. And I've realized that if you take Taleb's advice and you never use debt, even to start your own businesses, then you're always in a position to do what you want. You have a, uh, in like a maximum amount of optionality. So if I don't have any debt and I start a business, and but like I don't have any debt, I only use my own money, then I can do whatever I want. If I decide partway through, uh, you know, this shit isn't going to work, um, then I could li- I could just liquidate the inventory and say, fuck it, I'm done, right? But if I take out a loan and engage in a business venture, then I am much more constricted on what I can do with my circumstances. So if I take out a loan to buy a property and uh, the value of that property declines in value and I get tired of dealing with it, you know, maybe it's a commercial piece of property and I don't want to deal with it anymore. Well, if I want to pay back that loan, then I'm going to have to figure out, okay, so now I owe this money. Now, you know, I'm in debt. I got to figure out how to pay this back. Um, you know, your, your options are limited. Now, some of your income is going to go to servicing debt no matter what your situation is. And so you're going to be limited on the things you can do. However, if you have money saved up and you invest in a property and the property value goes down, you get tired of dealing with it, whatever, you literally, even though you lost money, you owe nobody anything. You have the total freedom to say, fuck it, I'll sell it. Uh, I made a mistake. You know, I messed up. I'll do something else. So you have freedom. And the same thing is uh, with my situation now is I realized, okay, if I get to, you know, I'll get to zero, zero debt, then I can do like, I can actually, I realized I'm an adult. I work remotely, so I can work anywhere in the world as long as I have good internet connection, which isn't anywhere in the world, just where I have a good internet connection. Then I realized, wow, I'm actually in a weird place. Like I could legitimately just, do whatever the fuck I want. You know, um, I can go to Taiwan and live there for a while. And uh, who's going to tell me no? I'm not married and I don't have kids. And so I would encourage, um, you know, unless you, hey, if you know what you're doing with your business and your life and you want to take out a loan to do your shit, 
I'm not going to convince you to do it otherwise. But if you're a young person or if you know a young person who's thinking about going 20, 30 grand into debt, you know, I had some really good experiences in college because of my study abroad situation. But I would say that if that person can figure out a way to make money without going into all the debt, then they could have a ridiculous amount of life experiences um, by saving money, don't waste it on an expensive car, don't invest it into a property unless you like unless you know what you want to do. I'd say save that bitch up, think about dream fucking big, and spend the money on the things you want to do. Not just like getting it fucked up or anything, getting drunk and getting drugs and getting hookers or whatever, or wasting it on men or women if you're a boy or a girl. Use it towards your dreams. If you really want to travel, travel, man. You know, if you want to live in another country, live in another country. If you want to learn another language, go to another country and learn the language. If you want to start a business, start a business. But when you have no debt, you have ultimate freedom. Even though having debt can make you rich if you know how to do it and you don't get unlucky. See, that's part of the thing that if you read Taleb, you'll know that some people in life get lucky and nobody knows why and there's no reason to hate them for it. There are some business moguls and tycoons that have probably gotten lucky so many times. Now, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But the bottom line is, if they're lucky, they don't necessarily know why they're lucky. So if you follow everything they do and they used a lot of debt to make their wealth, well, you might assume, oh, I need to use my debt to make wealth as well. However, if you find yourself in different circumstances than the person who was successful, you could end up on the total wrong side of borrowing to start a business. So um, I come down on the side of Nassim Taleb that no debt equals freedom. Even if you never become super wealthy, even if you never become a millionaire or a billionaire, imagine being a billionaire and owing a billion dollars. What would feel better? Owing somebody a hundred, you know, owing somebody $50 million? Or would it feel better to make a fraction of that, say $50,000 a year, $70,000 a year, and have zero debt and have maximum freedom, have some savings and be able to do what you want? Now, of course, if you have a family, you got to figure something out there too. But, um, I would say the bottom line is zero debt equals freedom. It really does. Now, Grant Cardone has become wealthy, and I don't exactly know how. I think it's because of his real estate, but I don't really know. Sometimes you know, he tells his personal story a lot, and I don't know if it really adds up. Um, but he has used debt productively. Now, will that work for everybody under certain market conditions? Probably not. Will it work for some people? Probably. But... My personal experience right now in my life, I love the fact that I could live off not a lot of money, but that I don't owe anybody anything and I can do what I want. So that's my feeling on debt, productive, non-productive, consumer, business. That's my current opinion. Will that change? Maybe, but that's what I got to say. 
You can email me at tayradio1 at gmail.com. That's T-A-Y radio number one at gmail.com.